verses 12 to 24, and in your um, Bibles in church, it's uh, 1,188. It's entitled, Final Instructions. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your Holy Spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning, church. Today we will be continuing our series on the St. Chad's Rhythm of Grace, and we're currently on rhythm four or five. By God's grace, we can endeavor to be a gracious presence in the world, serving others and working for justice in human relationships and social structures. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our minds be pleasing to you this morning. May you come and meet us in your word. Grow in us as we seek to understand more of you. Amen. I just wanted to start with some statements. I am a broken person. You are broken. We are broken. Families all around us are broken. Our church is broken. And our world is broken. But by God's grace, we can endeavor to be a gracious presence in this world by serving others and working for justice in human relationships and social structures. And in doing this, our families can be fixed, our church can be restored, and our world can be redeemed. I wonder if any of you have seen or read The Man Who Planted Trees. It's written by a man called John Giane, and it's a tale of a young man who's also the narrator of the story, who in 1913 undertakes a lone hiking trip through France towards the Alps. The narrator runs out of water in a treeless, desolate valley near Vergon. The narrator finds only a dried up well, 
but is saved by a shepherd who takes him to a spring that he knows of. In the clip we're about to show, we join the narrator, accepting the offer of a hot meal and a bed for the night from the shepherd as the surrounding villages give him cause for concern. Just like the surrounding villages of Burgon, as we saw in the video, our world is one of an unceasing conflict of personalities, irrationality, and a continual desire for escape in which we find rivalry in everything, and a ceaseless combat between virtue and vice. Like shards of glass, we live cuttingly aside each other, racing to defend our dignity, our pride, and our status. We constantly live in fear of others finding out about our brokenness, despite the fact that we display it more boldly and colourfully than ever in keeping ourselves in the safety of our caves. In Romans chapter 8, the scripture tells us that humankind causes our world to groan as in the pains of childbirth. As in the midst of all this trauma, the world urges us, the children of God, to be revealed in hope that it will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into all of its freedom and all of its glory. We rejoin the story of the traveller as we discover how the shepherd tries to free the land and the people around him.
A gracious presence emerges in the form of one Elziard Bouffier. Quietly, patiently and humbly, he sowed seeds born of love and service to the people in the surrounding villages, sifting and choosing a hundred acorns a day for three years, meticulously and carefully planting each one, with only 10,000 of the 100,000 seeds even surviving. And all of this painstaking work was noticed by no one other than that man who happened to pass through. I wonder if we would have noticed Elziard Bouffier. In relation to this, Paul asks us some difficult questions through his letter to the Thessalonians, as we heard earlier. 
do we acknowledge those who work hard among us, who care for us and admonish us in the Lord? Do we hold them in the highest regard? Do we hold them in love or do we live in peace with them? How often are we as gracious to them as they are to us? And how often do we overwhelm them with appreciation and love as they do with each one of us? And for those of us who consider ourselves to be an Elziard, a shepherd, Paul has further questions. Do we work without grumbling and groaning? Do we care for those who challenge us and hold them in high regard? Do we hold them in love? Do we live in peace with them? How often do we extend grace to those who don't understand where we're coming from? And how often do we only choose to serve and be present in the things that are easy for us and don't require years of planting and sifting before we see any fruit? In doing any or all of this, a sacrifice is required, as seen in Elziad. And as we shall see, small acts of gracious and faithful service have a habit of bringing new life to the fore through a chain reaction, as seeds are scattered and water begins to flow. Yeah. 
Thanks to the work of LZR Bouffier, 10,000 people owe their lives to 10,000 seeds who survived. Daily we see that the land around us is dying through hurt, pain, injustice, illness, addiction and death. We see a broken families, a broken church, a broken world. And so now more than ever, we the children of God need to be a gracious presence, serving those around us by sowing the seeds that remedy this pain and lack of hope and work to bring relationships and the social structures around us to a right place worthy to be called part of the kingdom of God. Elziard Bouffier gave his life to see a village where all he saw was destruction turn into the land of Canaan. All he did was planted some seeds and the earth took care of the rest. And like him, your destiny can be truly wonderful. By God's grace, each one of us can offer our whole lives to see the world around us change from the small acts of service to the ones that cost us absolutely everything. And in the same way that creation took care of the land and the seeds that Elziard had planted, so God and his spirit water the things that we have to offer him. In Thessalonians the challenges that Paul holds us to try and live in peace with one another, whilst being able to balance challenging those who disrupt God's order of things can be achieved because of the unfailing generosity of God. In trying to encourage the disheartened, help the weak and be patient with everyone, we're able to because of the peace and the strength of God. And we can ensure that we don't pay back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. We can hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil because of the love and forgiveness that is shown to us through Christ. And through this, hope can be restored, ruins can be cleared, and crumbling walls torn down as we rejoice in a God who is the author of resurrection, grace, servanthood, and justice, And in the same way that Elziard brought about change through small steps daily taken, through his planting of acorns, one by one, so we can sow seeds of grace, service and justice in practical ways. Now hopefully on your way in you would have all been given a pumpkin seed. If you've not, then we've got someone who's able to sort of come round and give you some. Has anyone not got one? Have you all got one? Quite a lot of you. That's right, they're on their way round. <laughs> Doing something. Let us close our eyes and reflect upon the seed that we hold in our hands. In the next few moments, let us spend time in the quiet reflecting on what seed you can sow to bring rhythm for the rhythm of being a gracious presence in the world through serving others and working for justice in human relationships and social structures to fruition in the different areas of our lives. Firstly, let's think about our families. Let's think 
about our church family here in Baston Hill. Think about what seed we can sow in our local communities, our workplaces and our schools. we can sow to our world at large. And serving. Hold your seed out in front of you. That seed and those seeds have potential for life. So offer what you can sow to God and ask him and his spirit to equip you in these things. And may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify us through and through. May our whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls us is faithful, and he will do it. Amen.